love to do water baptisms on Easter Sunday. Um, primarily because water baptism is a celebration of the transformation that takes place in people's lives when they dedicate themselves to following Jesus. Um, and I really love to do water baptisms on Easter Sunday because water baptism is the Easter story. It really is. It talks about water baptism symbolizes the death of Jesus where we bury somebody under water, under waters of baptism and then the resurrection of Jesus when they come out of the waters. See, water baptism is not about sprinkling water on somebody's said. Water baptism biblically has great significance that says it's about death, burial, and resurrection. And so let me, if you have your Bibles, grab your Bibles to Romans chapter 6 and let me show that to you this morning. If you're visiting and under the seats in front of you, there's some Bibles. If you don't own a Bible, you're welcome to take that Bible home with you. One of our favorite things is having to refill Bibles in the church pews because that means people are reading the Word of God. So Romans chapter 6, I'm going to read the first 11 verses, then I'm just going to walk through it with you briefly, and then we're going to do some water baptisms. After that, matter of fact, nine of them today. And so, starting in verse 1, it says, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death. Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so, which is Easter, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we will also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him on the cross, Good Friday, in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is free from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over him, for the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ. Look at that story we just read. Jesus died and he rose again. Good Friday, death, resurrection, Easter. He was buried in a tomb. And God the Father raised him from the dead to eternal life by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the Easter story. That's what we're here for today, to celebrate that life. And look what verse 4 says about that. It says that our water baptism is symbolic about that. Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. It says that we die to sin with Jesus, that we are literally buried with him under the water like Jesus was buried in the tomb. Friends, that's why we do baptism by what's called immersion. Immersion simply means to dunk under. So we do water baptisms by immersion because it symbolizes the death and the burial, burial with Christ, that we are symbolically buried with Jesus at baptism, that that, that instantaneous burial is our Good Friday. Now, fortunately, we don't spend three days in the tomb like Jesus did. 
We just spend like a microsecond under the water. But we are buried with him under the water. In essence, that's our Good Friday. That's our, we've died and we're buried. And then like Jesus, we are resurrected from the death by the power and the glory of the Father. That's our Easter morning. That's why we love to do baptisms other times during the year also, but especially on Easter Sunday. Water baptism is the Easter story applied to the life of every single person that follows Jesus. And water baptism reveals something more than that. It reveals that God has a plan for us. That we would die to our old self-ruled lives where we were separated from God and now live lives as brand new people, living in new life, free from sin's bondage, and living in union with the Father. Look at how verse 5 says this. It says, For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection, be in the likeness of his resurrection. That we are like him in dying so that we can live like him in life. And how does Jesus live? Jesus lives today with resurrection power. And look at the results of this empowered life in verses 6 and 7. It says, knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is free from sin. What's what's the the death and burial and resurrection about? It's the fact that sin is conquered. The power of sin has been broken. We are no longer slaves to sin. We are now free to live and free to love and free to become more and more like Jesus. Matter of fact, if you want to know what the perfect life is in all of eternity, it's Jesus' model of life. Here's this man who is God and man, and he lives before us on earth completely free free from anger, free from, um, from unforgiveness, free from guilt, free from controlling sin. And he says you join him in that through, through water baptism, free to live the good and beautiful life that God has for us. So when we die with Jesus, we are spiritually raised by the power of God. We are free from the control of sin. And, we are, um, and, and then all the, the stuff that comes with that, we're freed from all that stuff and we're free to become something so much better than we ever could be without Jesus. Now, friends, I hope what we do is we, we grasp what this means for us. That when we come to Jesus and receive salvation, that it doesn't end there. A lot of people think that salvation is saying a prayer and, yes, I receive you, Jesus, and, and that's the end of it. That's just the beginning of it. It's the beginning of a life of resurrection power. This life with Jesus is to be a life of power that overcomes sin and leads to a life of transformation because sin is overcome, then there is nothing impossible, nothing that could ever hold you back again. In fact, the Spirit of God within you, which is the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the Holy Spirit, it says, is working in you to create a masterpiece that God has always planned you to be. Matter of fact, I love the way Eugene Peterson says this. He says that we are splendid never to be duplicated, stories of grace. Friends, that's the masterpiece you're meant to be in Christ because of death and resurrection, that you are a splendid, never to be duplicated story of grace, that you are a masterpiece um, in God's hands. So we love to baptize here at Portview. And Easter Sunday is a day that we say, look at 
this symbolically says God has an incredible plan for every single person who's getting baptized, and we have no idea how wonderful that plan is going to be. Um, but God does. And so on all the power it takes to transform a life is symbolically resident in water baptism. So that's why we love to do water baptisms on Easter Sunday. So today, we celebrate, we're going to celebrate those who have given their lives to Jesus and are being transformed from the inside out by the Spirit of God. And so we're going to baptize nine people today. We're going to start with a couple of adults, and then we're going to go to some, some of our students from our church. And I want to point something out about that um, today. Because this is as it should be. That our children coming to a position in their life when they're young, saying, I want to serve Jesus, and I want to take the steps that say, yes, I'm all in, that should be the normal life of a, of a person raised in Christ in the church. So some of us, like me, weren't raised that way. So we didn't know any better. So I got baptized when I was an adult, when I came to Christ and, and, and did it, and that's wonderful, and, and we're gonna, we always baptize lots of adults that way. But I was thinking today, as we have this group of children that are going to get baptized, and interestingly, it's, it's not like we have a, a class that says, this is water baptism, and now I'll get baptized. We don't do it at all. We teach about it, but our job is to equip parents to understand how to raise their kids for Jesus. And when we, every single child that is, is baptized, if they're under 18, their parents have to be the ones that tell us. I believe they're ready to be baptized. We have a meeting and we meet with every parent. Pastor Paul meets with them and says, and I meet with them and say, are you the one convinced, as you know your kids better than we do, do you believe your children understand what it is to have a relationship with Jesus? If they don't, we say you need to wait. And so what's, what's really cool is this is the evidence of families that are saying Jesus is important in our world. Jesus is important. Jesus is centered in our life because their kids are saying, I see what you got. And I want it too. Praise the Lord. Is there anything better you could do on Easter Sunday than baptisms? Nothing. Well, I just have one closing thought. Look at the clock here. Oh yeah, I've got time for a closing thought. One closing thought before we conclude uh, with a song of worship at the end to wrap our service up. And the thought is this. That Easter is about real life. That there is living in this world that's little more than existing. Uh, you can get up, you can go to work or go to school every day, you can take care of responsibilities, you can do something to try to have fun, whatever your version of fun is, and then you can go to bed and you can get up and you can do it again the next day. That's just existing. Oh, anybody can just exist. And I'll tell you this, after a few years of existing, I'm in my, my fifth decade, uh, just existing loses its luster after a while. I talked to a, to a 79-year-old man the other day, not from his church, and, and he is a believer, and he said, you know what, at this age, I can't even really find something I want to do anymore. He said, I just want to go by Jesus in heaven. You know, and it, was, and it wasn't a sad, it wasn't a depressed thing. It was just like, this world doesn't offer anything. Um, and there is just a life that's just existing. But Easter is about abundant life. The Apostle Paul wrote this in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. It says, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. See, the Lord has made us an offer that if we are His followers, followers of Jesus, then His Spirit would dwell in us. 
And it's through the reality of the indwelling Spirit of God that we can experience real life. And the Easter message is it's the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. Friends, that means that the power of God to set you free from struggles, the power of God to give you wisdom, the power of God to heal you, the power of God to help you is available always. That God is with us by His Spirit in all of us, by His power right here and right now. And what Easter reminds us of about that power is that power of God is limitless. Um, that, that, you know, that if he could raise Jesus from the dead, he can do anything. That the power of God is limitless and that we are constantly connected to that power. And friends, that's what makes life real life. That's what makes life abundant life. That's what gives us a life of victory and a life of power and a life of strength in Jesus. It's the indwelling reality of the presence of God that challenges us every single day. That one day we'll, we'll hear that still small voice of the Lord saying, I want you to talk to that person or I want you to do this and you obey him and you see him do miraculous things. Or a day when you're down and you say, God, I just need you to lift me up. And you, and you look to him and all of a sudden you sense the power and reality of the indwelling presence of the Lord. And you go, God, thank you, you are here with me right now. That's what makes life real life. And Easter reminds us that God in, in all of his power, that limitless power, is available to each and every one of us right now. In essence, he's saying this. God is speaking to us. He's saying, hey... If I raise Jesus from the dead, do you think that just maybe I can handle your situation? He's saying, yes, I can. And he's saying, you know what? He's saying, no matter how lost you may feel, no no matter how messed up you may be in your life, he's saying, I'm here for you today, and I can help you start a brand new life as a follower of of Jesus. And if you say, I'm a follower of Jesus already, he's saying, and I'm here for you today to give you life abundantly. You know what? If you have never given your life to Christ Jesus before, Easter is the perfect time to do it. Could be Christmas Eve, but it could be Easter too. That right now you could just simply say to Jesus, yes. You welcome him into your life and you say, Jesus, From today on, I want to know you and I want to experience you. And so, Lord, I open up my life to you and I say, here I am and I want to be a follower of yours for the rest of your life. You can do that today in this Easter service. You can do that right now in just the quietness of your heart. There doesn't have to be any special way to do it. You just say yes to Jesus. I want to follow you. And he welcomes you into his family. He gives you his spirit and he makes you brand new. What better Easter gift could there be than experiencing Jesus in all of his power and all of his reality this Easter morning? Amen?